welcome to a Sunday version of the Escape with Nick and Adam. How are you doing today, my friend? There were these two guys in a lunatic asylum. I was like, wait a second. It's starting off weird. <laughs> like, oh no. We've gone wrong. We've already gone weird. We've already gotten weird. Why don't you tell the folks at home what that means? Um, I will, but I have a quick announcement. So typically we do our show on Tuesday evenings. This Tuesday coming up, we have our friends from Night of the Chihuahuas coming back. Uh, it's an indie comic book. Go check them out over on Instagram. And they also have a website, nightofthechihuahuas.com. Go check those guys out. A lot of fun. We're going to talk comics. We're going to talk indie comics. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of nonsense. Uh, not nonsense, but nerdy nonsense. So it'll all be good. But getting back to what Adam was talking about, uh, we released over on our Instagram and our YouTube page a quick trailer for a little passion project that we're working on. We are doing a dramatic reading uh, of the Batman the Killing Joke. So uh, where Adam and I do uh, the main voices, but we're going to have uh, some voice, uh, voice actors, voice actors, friends of ours, uh, come and do parts for us because... There's female parts, and no one wants to hear us go, so uh, I know we have some friends of ours that are lined up that uh, are willing to help us out with that, but uh, keep an eye out for that, because uh, it's going to be broken up to, I don't, I don't even know if we've decided how many parts we're going to break it up into, uh, but we're going to break it up into, uh, you know, bite-sized pieces, uh, a few minutes piece each, a uh, few mi minute pieces uh, here and there, uh, and to continually go through the whole killing joke so yep <laughs> anything to add to that em <laughs> just excited about doing it i'm having fun doing it with you i think your teaser trailer was awesome i'm hungry for people to see what else you know we've got planned for them so yes we're not just nerds that talk about stuff we have talents that not even we know about. <laughs> right at this time at this day and age i'm like well I can kind of like just do the things I like to do when I was a kid, but yeah. in an adult way, right. you know, I can literally say I played with toys all day today, but I yeah. shot setups, you know what I mean? I did setups. I did, you know, for a video. So it's cool. Yeah. It's not called playing when you're editing videos. So, you know, there's a nice distinction there. We're like, technically I'm doing technical stuff here. So it's not really playing, even though. We're just trying to make toys look cool and talk about toys that are cool. So. Right, right. All um, right, go ahead. Not shooting a news anchor or a weatherman. <laughs> well, Adam, why don't you talk about the uh, review that you're working on right now? Uh, the two-pack of, uh, well, it came out like two weeks ago, but um, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, DC Multiverse, uh, Todd McFarlane's DC Multiverse. Um it's awesome. Like it's a fun two pack. It's got a great background. Um, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle are a iconic friendship in the DC universe that I'm not even fully, I wasn't even fully aware of until recently. But I think it was '86 or '87 when Booster Gold was invented, and during eight, before prior to '85, we all learned this in the video too. Um, Duncan Hines, no. Why would I think of Duncan Hines right now? I don't know. But uh, no one knows. Uh, Charlton Charleston Comics or Charlton Comics was publishing Blue Beetle prior to the um, Crisis of Infinite Earth. So 
that's it, man. It's it's fun. I don't want to give too much away. You're gonna see the accessories and all that kind of stuff. I I hope I put. I hope I've set up some uh, uh, nice, entertaining, creative shots for you guys. It's well lit. So, rock and roll. And the next one after that, Nick has requested it be the man bat. So, man bat will be afterwards. And I did make this announcement in the video. It's just not out yet. Uh, we're one action figure away. This podcast is one action figure away from having the complete Starro build. So uh, that's going to be over on our YouTube channel. And if you have not subscribed yet, please go over there and subscribe and like. And if you like what we're doing, please uh, share. So it uh, helps the channel a lot and helps the channel grow. And that's how YouTube works. That's one of those things like we're in the same, essentially the same age. You're a, a year older than me. I'm 41. You're 42. And first age, dude. <laughs> first age, fine. Right now, anyway. Anyway, that's point. But it's like right some people are like, oh, you're on YouTube. That's nice. And they're like, and they don't want to give you like, they don't know how YouTube works, so they don't know to go to subscribe to the channel because it helps. You know, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, how can I help? Blah blah. blah. I was like, go just go to YouTube. I mean, you might have to make a Google account or whatever, and then just give a quick, quick subscribe. Never have to watch the show again. Appreciate it if you did, but you don't have to. And I remember uh, when we first started the channel, I told my nephew uh, we were we were out of town and uh, we went to my sister's house for Thanksgiving. And I told my nephew he's like that we started a YouTube channel. I was like, oh okay. And he literally went around to everybody's phone and subscribed, like in the house. Like my sister's got a house. That's awesome. Usually for like Thanksgiving, she thank like, you 20, twenty people in the house, and he just goes around like. Hey, Grandma, guess what? You just made an account and you subscribe to their channel because he's younger. He knows how YouTube works. And it's just, you know, he's just like, yeah, I, I, I know. I know what you need. I'm going to hook you up. And uh, Alec, if you ever watch this, uh, thank you, sir, for uh, helping out the channel. That was, <laughs> that was yeah, the first time. I was like, That's our biggest boost in subscribers to date because Alec just like, <laughs> do, 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 do. so, uh, but helps a ton. Uh, thanks, guys, so much. I just want to thank all the subscribers who are watching and uh, are subscribed. Thank you so much. Appreciate all the support. Um, but once again, before I uh, forget again, but please check us out. Tuesday, we have our friends coming back for Night of the Chihuahuas, independent comic. We're going to talk. Uh, they have new projects coming up, so uh, definitely check those guys out. Help those uh, help support those guys support if you like comic books in general or especially if you like indie comics if you don't like what the big publishers are putting out right now uh go check out some indie comics uh you'd be surprised the the quality that's coming out of a lot of the indie books and one of them right now is night of the chihuahua so yes all right so getting to the show adam we have we're talking about she hulk the first episode of that was released on disney plus there's star wars news there's positive dc comic news yeah right so let's get into it we're talking that first up she hulk adam uh all right all right sorry before I, before I throw it to you let, let's do some quick uh quick work here so i'm gonna give some basic information did oh, you watch it i did watch it watch it with uh, my wife so uh she hulk obviously just came out this week Jennifer Walters navigates the complicated life of a single 30-something attorney who also happens to be a six-foot, seven-inch super-powered Hulk. Uh, creator is Jessica Gao and stars Tatiana Slani, Mark Ruffalo, 
Ginger Gonzalez. Um, I think that's the bulk of the cast. So yeah, uh, Jamil Jamil as is it Titania or how do you say that? Oh, <clears throat> Tatiana. Tatiana. So. Tatiana Maslany. Yep. So. Um, no, the I'm sorry. I know Tatiana Maslany, but uh, Jamil Jamil's character, the Titania. Oh, where? Wait, where's your mouse pointing? Oh. Oh, Titania. Titania, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but looks like we are going to get uh, some re uh, characters we haven't seen in a while. We're going to see Tim Roth prize his role as Abomination. Yes, Charlie uh, Cox is coming back as Daredevil. A and, more lighthearted Daredevil. Yeah. Benedict Wong uh, is coming back as Wong. I have got to say something, please, about Wong. What you the love fuck? Wong? No, what the fuck? I mean, what's his deal, man? Can't we just put Doctor Strange back on the seat there? I mean, isn't there some kind of technicality? Why is he important? Anyway, that's all. He's the uh, Sorcerer Supreme. No, he's the Burrito Supreme. Burrito Remember? Supreme. T -t 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 uh, Tenacious D. Was that that? Yeah. Was that? Yeah, yeah. We reign supreme. Burrito Supreme. Burrito Supreme. I had a burrito. I got a burrito supreme in the fridge. Nice. Okay, so, so sorry to interrupt anyway, you. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, I'm not going to lie, Adam. The marketing for the show didn't help. It didn't nope. help me mm -mm. at all. Mm -mm. Uh, and I understand what they're trying to push because it's a all-female, uh, obviously female-led cast, uh, female executive produced, female created, female directed. Fantastic. But the trailer that they... That, on IMDb that they released, that didn't help. I have a lot to say about that right now. I was not going to watch this show because I expected something. When I, I was really happy when I heard they greenlit a, a She-Hulk show. And now I've progressively seen some of their stuff on, on Disney+. And some of it's been great. A lot of it's been lukewarm. I loved Hawkeye. That's all I could say about that one. I liked uh, WandaVision and I liked Loki. Everything else, you know, that's well, I guess I like it all. Whatever. Moon Knight sucks, though. But my <laughs> what I'm going on here is that trailer, when that trailer came out, everything I wanted, I didn't think I was going to get. I was like, oh, man, what a piece of shit. And it didn't look, it, it wasn't saying anything about what was going to happen in, in the story. Like, if I could have heard. Uh, Jennifer Walters, you know, uh, say to uh, Bruce Banner, I don't want to be a superhero. I want to go back to my life. You know, I don't care. Uh, I would have been more uh, curious about the show and thinking I might have got what I want. Instead, I saw the show and I got everything I wanted. I was surprised. I really liked it. Now, could that fall apart? Yes. Yeah, I was I was pleasant. Uh, pleasantly surprised as well. Sat down, watch it. Honestly, I expected to hate it. Uh, a lot of the usual suspects uh, that I watch on YouTube did nothing but pan it. A uh, few people said, "Hey, you know, got to give a chance." And that's one of the things that we do here is, uh, and not to say, "Oh," but I I can take all that information and I can still sit down and watch something objectively. I can always set it aside and say, "Well, what do I actually think?" And do my best not to be pers uh, persuaded by anybody else. I sat down, honestly, not expecting to like it, and it wasn't bad. Uh, yeah. Like you said, is there a huge potential for this thing to, you know, 
go right down the hill? Sure. But um, I do like uh, Tatiana Maslany. Uh, the biggest complaint was the CGI. The CGI, certain points, not terrible, but uh, the, the part of the problem with Marvel uh, right now is they they have set such a high benchmark for themselves that anything that comes under there is, is garbage. And now when you have a TV show with a TV show budget, you know, a little bit higher right. than the standard TV show high, you know, TV show budget, um, it's it's not bad. It's not terrible. Um, it, you know what, though, but but there there was a few points where I go, Ooh, that wasn't great. That higher budget that they get for a TV show is probably spent on the talent they get to put in it. Well, yeah, I mean, it can't yeah. be cheap to have Mark Ruffalo come back. No, at all. or Tim Roth, for that I matter. Mean, I mean, both I of them. just yeah, I mean, just speaking from episode one, I'm sure uh, whatever contracts they have them under, so they can use them for whatever. But they got to pay them. Yeah. yeah. They got to pay him, and they're not well, that, cheap. Well, that was one of the biggest reasons they had to get rid of uh, Robert Downey Jr. because he's just far. I mean, that he at this point he's he might be a quarter of the budget, <laughs> right? For for Tony Stark, and people are think, oh, well, maybe Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. will come back. And be like, not unless they get desperate. But getting back to the point, um, they're gonna I, get desperate, bro. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, that being said, overall, Adam, and it's see, IMDb's got the rating right there up in the corner. It's five and a half. I, I'd say I give it about a six, you know, if I had to choose. Uh, now, there's always, and golly, I don't know why this always seems to happen now, but it's become a, one of those unfortunate trends. Anytime there's a new uh, large IP, anytime an IP, big IP like Marvel, Star Wars comes out, there's always the review bombing, right? I don't keep hearing that term. And it's one of those stupid things because it's always portrayed in the negative, but it happens on both sides. Like before the show even came out, if you went to IMD ratings and actually clicked on, you know, see what people are rating at, there's like 10,000 reviews as 10 stars, 10,000 reviews as one stars. And it's just like, all right, well, we, we're starting at zero again. So good, <laughs> you know, good job. <laughs> yeah, but no it, shit. It's one of those things that it's always, uh, always ends up aver averaging out usually anyway. And I think uh, 5.56, it might be a touch on the low side. Um, I know, like I said, a lot of YouTubers uh, are kind of giving it uh, not high marks, calling it crap. But maybe it, this is part of just my mentality when I come into things. I always come in low. So when anytime there's anything positive, I'm like, hey, not bad. So, and that's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm very tentatively going. Hey, not bad. Right, right. No, I I'm I'm going with an eight because it was a pleasant surprise for me. I actually got what I wanted out of it. I I couldn't believe they did the uh, breaking of the fourth wall. Um, she Hulk was the first comic book character to do that in um, any recent history. I don't know if they did it in the '60s or '50s or '40s, but. Um, I love that. I love that the show knows what it is. It knows that it's a comedy, but it also knows it's like the, it's almost as if just from this pilot, aside from WandaVision, it's like it's almost as if it's the most solid piece of the puzzle they've put out. And you know what? Why WandaVision doesn't work anymore? Because of that stupid Doctor Strange movie. Anyways, I digress. So I hope they don't ruin this later. But 
It knows what it is. It knows it's a comedy, and it knows it's attached to a real cinematic universe. Like when they're talking about the Sakaar. Was, was that a spaceship? Yeah, it was a star class, a Sakaar class, blah, blah, blah. How does he know that? What has he been doing during the blip? All this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? He was on Sakaar when he woke up, um, didn't have his memory. There's a lot of things. A lot of people are talking about stuff like that. Um, but I think that what makes the show awesome is its charm. And you don't get a lot of TV that's charming. You know, that just kind of hits you by the feels, but not the, oh, that's terrible. It's like, that was some, uh, you know, feel-good TV. Now, one of the funniest things that I think are ironic things, I like ironic comedy, uh, Jennifer Walters in the comics is uh, just got a career blazing for the uh, district attorney spot. And in the comic books, once she becomes She-Hulk, she takes the criminals in, and then by day she's a defender. She she switches over to be a defense attorney. So this should be good. And again, I have not read a She-Hulk run. I just did some research, and I've always kind of read her read about her on the backs of cards and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, uh, this is clearly a different part of the MCU that we're used to seeing. It's supposed to be a comedy. It's supposed to be funny. Uh, so if you don't take it as that, uh, you know, once again, I don't mean to get on some of the other YouTubers, but man, sometimes they take shit far too seriously, far too critically. And when it's a comedy, when it portrays itself as a comedy, you got to let it be a comedy. That means you have to let it be a little bit more lighthearted. You can't be, you know, going after it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was part of my issue with uh, the new Predator movie, Prey where they very distinctly chose a time period. I was like, okay, you're very dis I was like, you chose this time period. You chose it for a reason. You better be historically accurate. You know, with the comedy, it's just like, we're, we're just trying to keep it light. And anybody who knows anything about the character, the fourth wall breaking, you know, yes, breaking the fourth wall before Deadpool did it, uh, before, you know, everybody thinks, you know, Deadpool's the, the greatest thing that's ever been, but uh, no, people were breaking the fourth wall well before uh, before that. And I, I just want to talk real quick about a one YouTuber who I really like, and he did a great video. Uh, and he, his channel is... Uh, I want that me, poster. <laughs> call me Chato. He did, uh, he's a former TV exec, and he did a great breakdown as to... So it's essentially a sitcom, and... Being a former exec, he knows exactly what a sitcom, all the components, all the ingredients that are made in a sitcom and what a sitcom is and what it's not. And right. so uh, I really recommend recommend going check out this video if you can, uh, because if you really want to know, hey, why they're doing certain things specifically for this show, he's kind of going to give you a breakdown as to why. So once again, uh, and this, he's just a great YouTuber in general. Uh, does a lot of great videos. So call me Chato. Go check him out. And just seems like a good dude. So, um, cool. He's going on the list, man. Yeah. So that being said, it's a sitcom. And, you know, you're good. That was, that's always the biggest issue with, uh, you know, everybody's claims with the DCEU, right? It's too dark. Well, this is, and the Marvel is accused of being lighter. 
and funnier, right? Well, this is going even farther. So. To its detriment. Right, to its detriment. And trust me, that well, that was one of my biggest issues with uh, Thor Love and Thunder. I was like, yeah, what's not to laugh at? Well, the main character has terminal cancer, and, you know, we're talking about someone who's literally killing gods and killing people's faith. What's not to joke about, you know? Yeah. Wow. The only reason I liked that movie is I was sad when I saw it. <laughs> I was sad. It made me less sad when I left. Yeah, I was like, oh, I thought it was a good movie. It was great. Then I look back. It doesn't hold up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that being said, for what it is, I thought it was it was a good show. Tatiana Maslany does a great job. Um, she does a good job as uh, portraying the... Uh, you know, when she's just herself, you know, not the Hulk, she's kind of very uh, introverted, uh, you know, just pulling up that very, just doesn't really want to be seen. And then once she becomes the Hulk, it's a completely, it's a different animal. Right. Literally. But, kind of like she likes being the Hulk. She stays that way. When I think that'll be something that's really developed throughout the series is she, right now she does want to be Hulk. That's the whole issue of the first issue. Uh, whole problem with the first episode you have mark ruffalo's uh you know coming back as bruce banner's basically saying no you're a superhero now and she's like no i'm not you know he's like <laughs> no, uh, no I, I don't want to be a superhero he's like no you gotta be he's like she's like no i absolutely do not have to be i don't want to be and uh you know i need to figure out how to go live on live my life and he's like you know and that's all this that's he's, all the first episode is. Yeah. But it's uh when she walks away from it all, I think it's great. I love when they're fighting, when she gets mad and charges him and he just holds her by the head. He's like, okay, come on now. You know, but then she starts and I like how he claps. She right. goes flying back and then she tries it and she can't and she does it harder. And she's like, ah. I love how she does that, you know? The only thing I thought was dumb is when she got in the Jeep and started driving. Like, the Jeep started pushing. I go, nope. <laughs> I was like, that Jeep ain't moving the Hulk. <laughs> oh, when the when she hit the Hulk and he went flying? Oh, yeah, and he yeah, jumped I'm on like, the hood? Yeah, I'm like, nope. <laughs> uh, you, just, you, you just wrecked that car. Yeah, you I, just I, wrecked that Jeep. I, I was like, the only thing that is getting closer to the, uh, you know, part of the, the Jeep that's getting closer is Hulk is destroying the Jeep, and you are my proxy getting closer because it's just being crushed. He's not, the, yeah, I was like, you're not moving him. But that's that's my only you know thing. But and you know but, what? That's just a little minor. Yeah, I was I it was one I was like, all right, let it go. Uh one of the bigger complaints that I've seen other people make is the how she's better than him and yada yada. I think one of the things that they develop and they establish pretty quickly in the show is uh that almost brother sister relationship and True. that brother sister rival rivalry. Yeah. Where, yeah. where the, Oh, she can do everything better. He's like, he's literally just trying to, you know, show her stuff and she's just trying to outdo him just because you're my cousin. And that's what we do. And I think it's one of those things that people, you know, blow out of proportion. So. And I think that her logic as to how she's managed anger her entire life and why I think that that was very well put in this. You know what I mean? 
See, okay, so that's part of the issue. I, I, that is part of my apprehension where I understand all female-led uh, leads, cast, writers, the whole thing. Please, for the love of God, do not pull on the feminist tropes of my life is so hard just because I'm a woman. You're a man. You don't know what it's like to have a hard life. It's like, oh, for Lord, save me. Please don't go there because that just that just falls into all the feminist nonsense, feminist TV show stuff that I've been avoiding since the 90s. I say, right. and the only thing that will, you know, as long as they still don't have like the pop, you know, the Spice Girls show up and start screaming girl power. I mean, that's yeah, that's I mean, ridiculous. That's, no, but no, you, but, but, but you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying, but you you believe that you know women should be considered equal in the workplace and stuff like that. Of course. Yeah. But that's, but the, that's but, my point. Like this character has had to fight to become, you know what I mean? And I find that interesting, especially if it was part of her canon from the seventies, eighties and non, you know? Yes, but it's not, it's not pulling on that. It's, it's establishing in 2022. And for the last 40 years, there's always been the, and this is something Marvel has done over and over and over. Oh, there's always a toxic male holding down the female. And of course we have that in the only male character, the only male lawyer character who's like, oh, don't screw this up and blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, there's the, the, the toxic male in the room. All right, cool. So she's got to show him up. I was just like, there's that, that stuff I, I've been watching for 30 years and I, I'm sick of it. I was like, can we just get a like a normal human male who isn't a complete douchebag or who's just just a guy and not just the most evil narcissistic prick that's ever been? You can't get Harry Connick Jr. to star in everything. I love Harry Connick Jr. Well, no, so do I. Yeah, so is my wife. Yeah, Damn, he's, Harry good, he's, Jr. He's, he's a good guy. Probably the only one out there. Yeah, so. All right, Adam, <laughs> I'm right. just fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. Who knew? Who knew we were talking about him? I always goof uh, around. I always goof around with uh, someone at work. I always say, "All right, for the rest of the day, if you don't like it, you have to get rid of me. I'm gonna walk around acting like Harry Connick Jr. from Independence Day." There you go. There you go. <laughs> Wouldn't it be all cool right. to walk around like that all the time? Hey, what's going on? You know, I'm just not that guy. Like, like a nice Southern guy. <laughs> I don't know what he was. He didn't seem like a. I don't. I couldn't tell if he was Southern or I couldn't tell if he was like from Boston. Eric <laughs> Junior's not from Boston. It just is like a messed up, <laughs> messed up accent. I can, you can, I can never place it. I very well, it very well might be just a terrible, weird Southern accent that he like some type of Southern draw that you know that I'm unaware of. But just doing a random Southern accent turns out stupid midwestern here did not realize there were different types of accents because i know there's like a texas accent i know there clearly yeah. there's you've got your new england accent i know it's not in the south but you got your new england accent and then there's even got like a california accent yeah you know florida florida's got that florida georgia area has kind of got its own thing everybody's got their own way hell even midwest I mean, people will say like, oh, the, hey, don't you know, that's a Wisconsin, Minnesota thing. 
We don't talk like that here unless you're in the Uper, which is the U Upper Peninsula, <laughs> which, which, is, which is what we call the Uper accent. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know what Harry Connick Jr.'s uh, accent in. Well, he's generally. a great singer. He's a great and singer. Perfect singer. Right? Perfect. perfect singer. Maybe his normal talking, maybe it's just a speech impediment. All right, real. I, I gotta find out where Harry Connick Jr. is from. <laughs> oh, he's from Louisiana. Okay, that, another one. Another that makes more sense because New Orleans has that yeah. cre whole Creole thing yeah. going too. See, I don't know. I don't even know why I'm talking about this because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So let's move on. We're talking Adam, about Independence Day. I'm talking about Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, have some respect, Adam. Uh, She-Hulk, uh, are you saying, are you continuing to watch it? Are you giving it a positive review for, yeah. for people to watch? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I, you asked me if I'm going to continue watching it. I, I happened to see some clips from future episodes. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see the next one. So, yeah, I'm ready to go. I want to see what happens after that courtroom and everything. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I am uh, tentatively... Uh, giving the positive review because once again they did zero their marketing oh did zero to help the show and especially when you have the interview with uh, the creatives and all that coming out and say it's, oh it's like Allie McBeal and I was like that doesn't help that trust me stop saying that you know I wasn't I'm not sure what morning show she was on uh, but it, it's the one uh, he's an African American fellow. He's real tall. There's two other uh, ladies with him. The Michael uh, Strahan. He's kind of got a gap in his teeth. I think he used to be an athlete. That's Michael Strahan. Okay, so she was on that show, and the ladies brought it up that, um, and I just saw this the clip on YouTube that people are saying it's more like you know it's like Allie McBeal, and she's like, no, <laughs> uh, what did she describe it as? I, <laughs> I can't don't remember. Say that. Yeah, she she described it as as more tongue in cheek in a comedy than than Allie yeah. McBeal. She's like, it's not. I just remember. I wish I could have remembered what she actually described it as, but I can't. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm gonna stick with my six. Uh, not bad. I'm. It's good enough to at least I'll keep watching. Uh, hopefully, it does not fall off the rails and fall off a cliff and burn a fiery fiery death. But we'll find yeah. out. Yes, we shall. All right, and getting into some Star Wars news. Uh, I know this was announced last week, but they are supposed to be re-releasing Rogue One into theaters, but with Andor footage uh, with it. So are you interested in going and seeing Rogue One in the theaters for the Andor footage? No. Okay. I would go see Return of the Jedi with Andor footage, but <laughs> I could... I've seen Rogue One in the theaters, and I need to see Jedi, and I think it's more important. Because what you know what I will do on opening day, I'll come home and watch it on, you know, TV. I'll stream it. Um, I don't even think I saw Rogue One in the theater because that was I, that was probably one of those uh, I wasn't sure if Disney was gonna what Disney was, had planned for Star Wars. And shit, Rogue One was awesome. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's one of those. It's actually a very good plan on their part because it is universally considered probably the best thing that Disney's put out besides Mandalorian. So why not? And it's based off uh, 
character from Rogue One, so why not just release it, try and add to some of that, uh, get some more money. I'll probably go check it out if I have time. It's not a priority, and I'm definitely not going for the Andor footage, but uh, I think I might go check it out. What's the uh, when's the release date? What's it up against? Because I mean, that all depends on what else is out too. Because if it's Halloween time, well, I think it's supposed to be soon. I think it's the twenty sixth. So, Google search. Google the other white meat. La 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 la. la. That helps nothing. So, go over here. <clears throat> da, 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 da. So, everything you need to know about the re release. Did you watch the end credit scene? Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, here, here's, here's one of the things I have issues with when it comes to that. So, getting back to the She Hulk. Uh, so that was part of the thing that came out before that part of the trailer. So they realized that, oh, she's was quote unquote virgin shaming Steve Rogers. And that oh, whatever. there was a lot there were people saying saying that yeah, they were how, virgin shaming. How about fuck those people? Well, yeah. So but anyway. But here here's my problem. Or or here's my issue. Because I, I'm always about flipping things around, seeing things from a different perspective. If let's just say they had two guy characters saying, "Hey, I wonder how many people Black Widow has slept with," you know, in her missions to get the job done, quote unquote, would that fly in the sh in this show? I don't think so. But just because it's it's okay to to mess with a guy or mess with Steve Rogers, because that and that's one of those stupid things that's been floating around, you know, the rumor mills. Oh, was Steve Rogers a virgin? Or like, why is that? Why did that even need answering? But we got the answer. <laughs> we did. We did. Adam, Steve Rogers, not a virgin. No, I never thought he was. I figured he slept with that, the USO girl. Well, I'd say there's there's that also. And here's here's my thought. I was like, I never thought gave it two seconds of thought if that guy had sex or not. I didn't care. It, it, it gets back to it gets back to the whole comic book sexuality thing. I don't give a shit. I don't care who you sleep with. I that that, that does nothing for me story-wise you know what though you're 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 you know being honest and brave enough to put your uh you know position in this out there and i realize um, I, I agree i agreed that the thing with the man wouldn't fly and it wouldn't even fly with me right in my opinion it's okay for a woman to do that it's just not okay the other way around we're different yeah. people we're different it's, creatures it's just one of those weird double standard things that everybody's just like okay with yeah, but you know, you know people, you know men, some men. I don't think us. I don't think I know not me. But when they talk about that kind of stuff, sometimes a lot of times they got malice in them when they talk about it. And I've met some dark people out there. You know what oh, I mean? Oh sure. You know, um, like uh, when he's sitting around talking about a girl. Oh my God, she's stunning and this and yeah, you get a little, you get a little dirty mouthed and all that kind of stuff, but. When you're talking to somebody uh, who, who really like makes your chit, your, your spine, you know, freeze. And I know I just never, I just don't perceive.
receive that from women when it comes to that kind of stuff. Because at the end of the day, it's not the sexes or whatever with them. It's a totally different way of being aroused and turned on. So, yeah. Uh, I'll just leave it at men and women are different, and we just think and talk differently. So, and that 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 might not be okay with some hurting some people say but uh that's just how it is so yeah. anyway yeah. moving on so uh, i did find a quick article about everything you know about the rogue one re-release uh this came out actually a couple weeks ago so uh this one's from yahoo news da, 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 da. so yeah so according to fandango the movie will play in select theaters on friday august 26 the limited screen is also said to sneak peek at the new disney plus series and um, they don't say how long, and I'll, I'll probably have to go to Fandango to see if there, it's a theater near you, but, um, I hope there's one close to me. Yeah. That's, uh, August 26th, so that's going to be, what, this Friday, next Friday, uh, and or, not and or, but, uh, Rogue One being re-released into select theaters, check your local listings, check your theaters to see if coming to a theater near you all right so more star wars news so dave filoni and john favreau uh gave an interview to uh entertainment weekly about some of the upcoming projects uh that star wars has coming up so obviously uh with the re-release of rogue one that leads into andor uh more bookable with that skeleton crew ahsoka and mando season three adam any of those uh you plan on checking out Ahsoka and Mando season three. Yeah. Um, Andor. I sh okay. I, all right. I want to come off as hypocritical, hypocritical because I am going to watch probably most of these shows. I at least have to give them a chance. Uh, but with the Kenobi series, I've kind of said as it, my, my fandom level is at about close to a zero as you can get with yeah. this plus stuff. And, uh, you know, if, if you want to, you know, leave in the comments about what you think, what your level is at the, uh, your, uh, let's say Disney, Disney confidence level in Star Wars and Marvel for that matter. Uh, cause mine's about as close as you can get to zero without being uh, negative. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm still really intrigued by Ahsoka. I, I'm a fan of Rosario Dawson in general. I think she's might be the perfect uh, person to play. Ahsoka. Uh, Skeleton Crew, I don't know a whole ton about, so let's look that up real quick because I'm not sure if that's an animated show or not. So. Oh, Skeleton Crew uh, follows a group of kids who are about 10 years old who get lost in the Star Wars universe. Okay. Out, that one's what? Uh, yeah, Jude Law is the top cast of that. So, so do they get lost in space? You could say so. You could say that. Okay. I would um, name one of the kids Will Robinson. <laughs> so I would if I would name my droid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. Oh shit! They're gonna have a droid. This is why time travel is possible. This has already all happened. <laughs> all has happened before and will happen. So, but uh, yeah, I, I watched 
the interview with Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Um, yeah, I not too much uh, came up, but but basically, you know, these are the main things that they're working on. And so, yeah, uh, Mando season three. St- yeah, I still got to check that out. Soka, I'm gonna check out Andor. I'm going to give it a chance. I have to at least yeah. give it a chance um, because they're actually getting past, you know, as far as uh, the newer shows, they're getting past the quote unquote the canon, the OG stuff. Ahsoka, she's more uh, newer canon, newer Star Wars, and I just like the character. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I do I'm too. I mean, I like Rosario Dawson just like you do. So, yeah, I, that's well. See that that's the whole thing. She's definitely one of those characters that. She was not popular when they started. A lot of people did not like that character. And just through tried and true like develop, character development, they made a very likable and popular character. And Star Wars can do that again. It's not, you know, because I, I don't credit uh, Disney with Ahsoka popularity at all. You know, that's, huh. that's more Filoni. That. Yeah, that's more Filoni first stuff. That's, uh, I'll give that. Uh, more to the baloney, you know, George Lucas second with that, but uh, it, it's just a well-developed character, and it's it's one of those stu- it, we always talk about on the shows character development. Like a lot of times when you start off a character, they are not liked. You have to make the people like your characters. It can be hard. It can be tedious, but once you get the fans on board with one of your characters, they'll love them forever. You just got to put in the work. That's right. So, um, oh, one thing. Did you ever finish Kenobi? No, forgot um, about it. Yeah. So, uh, one thing that also came out. So there's an article. Uh, Ewan McGregor was talking at a panel at uh, the Fan Expo in Boston, and let it slip. Basically, the original premise for the Kenobi show was a show about him and Luke and not a show about him and Leia. Really? Yes. And that was, and that was rumors from way before, you know, the rumor mills. That was one of the rumors that was always uh, kind of in the background there that, you know, there was original premise for a show and that there were major rewrites. And uh, that was, that was always the big rumors that it was originally a Luke and a Luke and Obi-Wan show, not Leia. You know, I'm not pro using either one of them as kids. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have touched that. No, 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 no. There, there was, there was. You could do no good by going there. Now that Vader scene where he's dragging people through the the street and he's burning, he burns Obi Wan. That was really cool, but that didn't have to be Obi Wan. Nope. That could have been a. That could have been somebody else. It could have been a you know a Vader show, duh, is something you can do because yeah. he had no interaction as far as we know. Well, he had no interaction according to what was written at the time, and they should stick with that. I just feel they should stick with that instead of trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, there there was no net gain uh, to come from that because. It's, it's one of those things that, like, hey, I'm telling a story about Adam. I'm telling a, the story about Adam and I as kids, and we, we can throw as much death and, you know, 
you know, terror or whatever you want to say, like to spice up the story. But you know, at the end of the day, everybody knows Adam's here. Adam uh, came through. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just one of those like Adam clearly did not die. So that's right. You know. <laughs> and that, that was kind of the thing with Star Wars, where it's like, well, we know nothing happens to Luke, and we know nothing really happens to Leia. So there's no net gain. There's only net loss, and that was a net loss for DC or not DC. I'm used to saying DC for Disney. It was. All right, Adam. Oh, speaking, I agree with that 100. Speaking of DC, typically we talk about negative stuff. We're actually yeah. going to talk about some positive stuff. This might, this might be some of the Zazoff effect. Okay. So, hit me with it. I'm surprised it's positive. Have you heard of um, a young man? Not that young. Uh, this uh, comic book artist slash creator. Uh, his name is Mark Silvestri. Have you heard of him? Yes, I'm very familiar with Mark Silvestri. Did you know that he is doing a Batman story? New yeah. Batman yes, and yes. Joker series by Mark by Mark Silvestri announced. You sent this to me, yes. Yeah. So Batman, the Joker, the Deadly Duo was revealed by DC Comics. Mark Silvestri leads a DC Black Label series. He writes and illustrates. Fans will get their hands on the, the dark take on Gotham this November. The Clown Prince of Crime and Dark Knight are actually teaming up in this title. Something big is brewing in the city, and it will what? take both of their considerable skills to address the threat. Silvestri is known for his work with DC with excuse me, has worked with DC for decades now. However, he is only this is only the second time he's provided interior art for the company. The previous efforts were in 1996's Batman Black and White. So Anybody who is unfamiliar with uh, Mark Silvestri, he usually sticks to his own uh, image label, Top Cow, which is The Darkness, Witchblade, uh, all those awesome uh, tales. So uh, Mark Silvestri, Adam, has always been one of my absolute favorite artists, and I am 100% checking this out. I am too. I'm just a little like... Why are they teaming up? But let's well, that's check it the out. intrigue. That's why we have to find out why. So I'll uh, get on that bus, Nick. It's hard for me to get on that bus, but I'll get on it. Yeah, I'm I'm getting on it for sure. I'm I'm all I'm all on the Sylvestri train. Uh, like I said, he's he's been one of my favorite artists since I've been collecting. So oh, he's one of my favorite artists too. That Harley Quinn right there is awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Batman looks awesome too. I'm glad they're going with his uh rebirth look i mean looks like new 52 doesn't it a little bit a little bit that's what i meant to say uh yeah that threw me off about them uh uh teaming up but like you said you know it's sylvester so i'm gonna give it a chance and i'm excited to see his artwork so and uh just uh given cbr their credit here so this article is from cbr and uh, here's how DC Comics describes the upcoming title. The conflict between Batman and the Joker has been one of the most storied in all of literature. <laughs> I like how they class that up in literature. Always adversaries. They've rarely, rarely had to work together. But this November, iconic storyteller Mark Silvestri tells the ultimate tale of a fragile alliance between the Dark Knight and the Clown Prince of Crime in Batman the Joker, the Deadly Duo, a seven-issue DC Black Label series arriving in comic stores 
participating in digital platforms on Tuesday, November 1st. So, um, And they also dropped a description for issue two. Batman and the Joker's relationship is off to a rocky start, but differences need to be put aside in a hurry as another piece of Commissioner, another piece of Commissioner Gordon is delivered to the Gotham City Police Department. Uh, that can't be good. <laughs> no. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. Uh, they can work they can work together fast while there's something left of Jim Gordon. Sweet Jesus, what are you doing to Jim Gordon? Oh boy. Yeah. Driving him mad, I guess. Beyond. <laughs> I wonder if Punchline's gonna be in it. I Do you know Punchline? Yeah, that's uh basically Harley Quinn's replacement. Yeah, she's sick though. She's sick in the head. So. All right, Adam, more DC news. What gets better than that? Well, let's see here. Uh, when I read this, my 12 year old brain squeed so hard. Jim Lee's Wildcats gets its first new series in 12 years. The classic Wildstorm. <laughs> like, wow, my heart's beating. The classic Wildstorm. Hold on, hold on. It gets better. The classic Wildstorm squad of the 1990s returns in an all-new series that updates the Wildcats and pits them against the Court of Owls. Okay. Okay. All right. And if that's not good, hold on. Just look at this freaking mask. Talk about that's what I'm doing for Halloween. I'm doing that for Halloween. That's awesome. <laughs> that so, is awesome. Um, yeah, this is uh, yeah. Like I said, I, I read this and I'm like, yep. Now, something I'm slightly concerned about, or maybe I don't know because I, I don't think I've ever actually read any of the, the DC, uh, wild. Uh, wildcat stuff it seems to be a switch from uh just going off the images here where grifter is the lead but spartan in the original comics was the lead hey do you see who's in the background i do see who's in the background so you got a uh death blow uh, fairchild yeah fairchild what the hell lead. yeah i say i don't know if this is it's just one of the images that's uh, attached to the story, but well, that's fantastic. If they're not going to do Gen thirteen. At least, at least Fairchild should be up and kicking. Yeah, they should see. And here's one of those conversations that we I wish we had for the uh, <laughs> for the show when we talked about like really simple, cool stories to bring over that you could dig into Wildstorm for, and really. Uh, mine, which was the Team 7 story, which leads oh, into yeah. the Gen 13 uh, story. Yeah. yeah, it does. So, and if you don't know what the uh, a Team 7 story is, so Team 7 was okay, so I'm going off of the image uh, version. I don't know how much of it made it, like I said, made it over into BC. Oh, there was a new 52 Team 7. Was there? Okay. I didn't read that, so... Uh, was but he, was it? I mean, they had Black Canary was in it, Grifter was in it, oh, um, okay. Fairchild was in it. Uh, so, Black so Canary's, it so yeah, it didn't make sense at all. Yeah, like Black Canary's uh, uh, husband Lance was in it. 
So it was Dinah Drake. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the 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 one we know and love. Uh, Katie Cassidy's Black Canary. Uh, Dinah Laurel Lance. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, that's totally one of those. If they just did a Team Seven, that would be so easy. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but with no no Amanda Waller. Yeah, because the last one had Amanda Waller. Well, here's all right. So hold on. All right. Um, for the first. Well, I'm gonna bring it yeah, back. Those were good. Those were good miniseries, though. They really were. Yeah, they were. Uh, for the first time in over a decade, Jim Lee's Wildcats are hitting comic shops with a brand new series that will see them facing none other than Gotham City's Court of Owls, uh, written by Matthew Rosenberg and illustrated by Stephen Segovia. Apologize if I'm, I know I'm saying that wrong. The issue sees Cole Cashbar, known as Red, Red Mask wearing gun toting renegade drifter working for the Halo Corporation. So that's, that's the same. To assemble a group of operatives with the goal of completing missions in the outskirts of the DC Universe. The team's first task is to round up the elite group of scientists, but their mysterious leader, Void, seems to have other plans. Meanwhile, the Court of Owls lurks in the shadows, and the showdown between both organizations is imminent. Sounds good. Yeah, I was reading an article earlier where I thought they were going to have a, a thing between. Uh, the Suicide Squad and Wildcats, and I was like, "Please don't do that." Or maybe it already happened. But when you said you thought, do you remember that commercial we always used to reference? That they had uh, a little girl talking to somebody, but her voice was dubbed over with like an Italian gangster or Joe Pesci. This guy's like, "Well, I thought." And the little girl goes, "You thought." <laughs> we talked about that all the time. I always caught by. I can't even remember what it was a commercial for. We used to laugh our ass off at that. Uh, but yeah, I saw those in my, like I said, my 12 year old. <laughs> the 12 year old inside me went, yes! So, uh, for once, positive uh, stuff that I am absolutely looking forward to. Now, the reason I say that is possibly related to Zazoff stuff is. This is the first like positive, good DC Comics news I've had and I've heard in a long time. No, I agree. I mean, something worth reading. Yeah, you something know? where where you know Adam's a digital comic guy, I'm a physical comic guy. Where I'm sitting here, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm getting that. Actually, I'll show you something I picked up. Uh, and let me let me give you one quick guess. One quick. Yes, as to why I bought this comic book. Well, you're froze on my side. I can't see. Well, hold on. <laughs> well. All right. How about now? Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, there we go. Grifter. I see Grifter now. Yep. Awesome. Some, uh, some demon. So this is uh, Flashpoint Beyond number four. This is a variant cover. I had to pay it actually a pretty, pretty penny for this one. But... I don't care because that's Grifter on the cover. So. How's that storyline going anyway? Uh, it's yeah, I like it. It's going. It's. I'm gonna have to do a review on the series because I. It's one of those things that I've trailed off, and I started reviewing the first few issues. I might just have to do a video where 
I uh, catch up the last few issues, but uh, it's really good. Uh, they're working. I never read the Flashpoint, uh, Flashpoint series, so I never got to see like what a bastard uh, Thomas Wayne is. But the man's just a, a bastard. <laughs> oh God, yes, he is. There's a, uh, there's, uh, I think it's issue three where he finds some thugs and he's literally just started beating, beating the, the life out of them. And he eventually pulls the gun. He's, he's, you know, basically starts toying with them. And as soon as he's about to pull the trigger, uh, oh, geez, what's Superman's character? Is it Specimen One or? Yeah. Yeah, Specimen One, you know, reaches, he breaks, breaks his wrist and like it's just holding him. He's like, yeah, no, we're not doing that today. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's really, I say, is it, that's Jeff Johns, right? So. Which one? Uh, Flashpoint. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. yeah. Well, Jeff he's Jones. doing he's he's doing Flashpoint. He's doing Beyond as well. So as uh, he should. Yeah. Oh, did he crushed it with Doomsday Clock? And if you guys out there disagree with me, I don't care. Fight me. Fight yeah, me on the internet. I already won. It was good. <laughs> but uh, I I'm really enjoying it. Um. Uh, one of the things that. You know, we've been doing the show for almost a year now. We're coming up pretty quickly on a one-year anniversary. Next month. Uh, but one of the things that I uh, was letting everybody know, I was out of comics for about 20 years. I kept up on comics. I just didn't collect. You know, I try and keep up on the news with them, see what's new, what's relevant, but all on the outside. So basically out of for 20 years. So getting back into it, I miss a lot of stuff like uh, Flashpoint, and uh, rebirth, new fifty-two. I try. I tried. Like I said, I tried my best to keep up with it, but it's just impossible if you're not into it. Um, rebirth is not as exciting as new fifty-two. Like I guess the smoke has settled from it, but it. Well, you know, bad news from DC Comics as of late, right? So it didn't settle yeah. well. New fifty-two was action-packed, had good stories. Yeah. Um. I. I know one thing I got into with collecting with my son was. Because he was always a Joker fan, so we started reading, uh, you know, just the graphic novels of uh, the new, the new Fifty Two or Rebirth. It had to be New Fifty Two of uh, Suicide Squad. So, oh, sure, yeah. yeah. So because we were excited when the the first Suicide Suicide Squad came out, not as excited after it came out, but yeah. So that and for some odd reason, even while collecting, I. I was always an image guy first. Always enjoyed it. Uh, Marvel, eh, DC, a little bit more. But since I've been back, I've been uh, collecting way, way more DC stuff than anything. Yeah. I would collect Marvel, but I just never... They haven't put out anything that I really like except for that Thor story with the God Butcher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you let me borrow that. Actually, I have to give that back to you. Did you read uh, that, it? Oh yeah, you read it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I uh, read that, and then uh, the only other thing I've that's really piqued my interest was the uh, Thor Hulk series or the mini series. The uh, damn it! No, I forgot. I had on the t the damn it, the latest Hulk and uh, Thor series. The banner or something. I had on Hulk. Completely Hulk left my brain. <laughs> Completely. It, no, it's it's Hulk and Thor spend a weekend at Dollywood. Yes. 
Yes. Dolly Parton's there. Uh, you get a dinner and a show. It's a good time. Uh, we, we love Dolly Parton on this podcast. Who doesn't love Dolly Parton? I don't know, but they'll break your door down and arrest you if you don't. She'll come <laughs> and knock your door down with her boot balloon. No, nah, she's one of those. She's, she's, I've listened to her being interviewed on like NPR. Oh, my gosh. Talk about somebody just genuinely nice. Just like a sweetest lady ever. Do you know how she got her look? Besides getting beat by her husband? Her, well, I don't know if it was her first husband that beat her, but the husband she's with now, and she's been with for years, uh, and they're good. But um, she saw a woman in town and thought she was gorgeous, and she said, I want to dress like that. It turns out she was a hooker, and she was a little girl and didn't know. So she says, so her joke has always been, it costs a lot to look this cheap. Right. <laughs> That's right. She always says, it costs a lot to look this cheap. That's right. So uh, what else do I say? Oh, uh, another thing. Now, a little bad DC news, or at least rumored uh, DC, it's actually DC EU news, is. Oh, no, I hear. I it, know what you're going to say. Yeah. So it is rumored that. Robert Pattinson's Batman oh. uh, is going to be phased out and part of the 10-year plan is that's kind of being uh, left on a cutting room floor, if you will. And they'll just be starting anew with a new Batman. So Good. Okay. I want to know, I wanna know why. So that's I why we're here. Fuck it all up. And in 10 years, Pattinson will be older. They'll be like, there was this 86 comic called The Dark Knight Returns, Rob. Would you like to play Batman again? No. Here's a billion dollars, Rob. Hmm, that's fuck you money. Okay. Yep. Like, I've got plenty of that, but I'll take some more. Then you can do a Joker. Right. Yeah, so I, I did see an article that was like, everything that's confirmed that we know of, and it was like, it was totally a clickbaity article, but... Uh, Everything that we know is confirmed is so far Black Adam, Shazam 2, uh, Blue Beetle still a go. Uh, that yeah. one did not uh, did not hit the chopping block. Uh, what else? So we got uh, Joker 2, and I think there might be a couple more of them missing. But that's uh, Aquaman 2, Shazam 2, Black Adam, Joker you know. The odds of them ever doing any kind of Dark Knight Returns, let alone with uh, Robert Pattinson, is, is very bleak. So if they do end up phasing out the Robert Pattinson, the Batman stuff, fuck you. There we go. <laughs> That's a happy message. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, But other than that, my friend, is there anything else we got to talk about today? Yeah, it was a really good movie. That was like one of the best Batman movies ever. Wow. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah, the, Forget the about Batman, I liked it. I know. I was like, it was good. All right. It was it long? Yeah, it was. Could have been cut off about forty-five minutes early. Yeah, sure. But everything they, didn't, they and showed I was okay counted, with it. though. Except for that Joker scene, everything counted as far as like character development, just for Batman. Well, that, that's what we talked about before the movie came out. It's like, if it's three hours of bloat, I don't want to see it. But if it's three hours of setting stuff up, I'm okay with it. And it was three hours of setting stuff up. What? Oh, okay, yeah, three hours. I'm like, what? But no, uh, at the end, when he knows he has to become something more and he's there in the daylight, 
helping people get out. That's Batman. That's that's Batman. Sorry. So, all right, Adam. Let's wrap it up. Uh, oh, uh, well, there there is one comic I want to uh, talk about. Real quick. Did you want to do the? Did you want to open She Hulk? Yeah, let's open She Hulk. All right. All right. Here she is. Marvel Legends. This year it's Hasbro. Marvel Legends. She Hulk. You're frozen. So. Uh oh. Am I still frozen? Row Reggie. Row row. Move around. Good. Shake it up. Shake what your mom. All right. Let's just. Yeah, you're still frozen. So we're just gonna. There we go. Okay. Unfrozen. There we go. She's got two heads in there. She's got a calm face. She's got a, 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 a an angry face. And the cool thing about the angry face is they actually color it in her eyes. So she's got like normal blue eyes when she's, you know, Hulk. But when she's pissed, she's got these, the, the Hulk eyes that, uh, you know, that you get when you change. So that's kind of cool. So let me just grab, let me grab my knife here. If we can see the. Not the back got some really cool art there in the back, and it says Jennifer Walters mutates into She-Hulk, a massive muscle, a massive muscled green hero with boundless strength and the will to do good. And it says the same thing over and over again in different languages. All right. Okay, we got two extra hands here. Okay. Well, we're not going to screw around with the hands. Let's see if we can get this head in here. Can you see this head? You see the eyes at all? It's too. Oh, uh, you froze up again. So. Uh, well, that sucks. Let me. All right. Anybody, can you see oh, this? There it goes. Yeah. There, there we go. go. Here she is. She Hulk. I, I've had her for a while. I should have opened her a while ago, but I must have been meant to open her tonight. Oh, I'm gonna need, there we go. Her head. Okay, so she's got a hinge for a neck on a ball joint. So that's cool. And then, oh, yeah, this mean face. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm going into Marvel Legends. I'm just not going deep. It's not like priority, but once here and there, I'm getting them. So, yeah, she's got... Uh, well, she's got the thigh swivel, ankles, double jointed knees, double jointed. Oh, nope, double jointed elbows too. Wrist that turn. So yeah, I mean, this is a badass figure. This is one of Marvel Legends' best. They don't usually. Sometimes they're when they miss, they miss. Yeah, they they uh, right now have out a Wolverine figure that's got the. The orange claws because they're supposed to be super heated. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get that because I, I need a, I need a Wolverine. They've got him and they've got the Banshee, um, or Banshee Siren, Siren. I mean, and um, Sabretooth at uh, Target at Dequinder and uh, fourteen, between fourteen and thirteen. Yeah, I need a, a good Sabretooth. It's not top priority but i want like old school 90s saber tooth where he's like super ridiculously jacked and doesn't have a neck 
That's not this one. I know. This one's the bucket. The buck for it is a reused buck. You know, it's not a big saber tooth. But what you're looking for is out there. Yeah, but I don't know if it's in the right scale, though. That's the other problem. So. Yeah. Because that's the thing I, I like that at least a lot of modern toys are doing is, you know, because everything back in the day was, you know, maybe a five-inch figure. The biggest guy was still five inches. The, <laughs> yeah. you know, three and three-quarter guy, you know, everybody was the same size. Uh, it's one thing I really like that McFarlane's doing it. If it's a big guy, he's going to be like the new Bane. The new Bane is a mountain of a freaking figure uh, compared to, you know, Batman. So, yeah, speaking of that. Speaking of that planet, Houston, let's see. Silly old big bad toy store. Steals all my money. Steals. Steals. As I willingly give it over. Big bad voodoo daily. Daddy. Oh, I don't think I want to click on that one. Oh, shit. The computer picked it. I said Big Bad Toy Store. The Big Bad Daddy. We're not going into the... Uh, that's not Ska. That's, what is that? Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. That's oh. old, old school... Uh, big band sounding. Dude, they've got a Jennifer Walters from the TV show up for pre-order right now. Does anybody at home want to see it? No. All no? right. Oh, all right, I'll share my screen. This is pretty solid. I like mine better because I like comic book. But this looks nice. That's a good. That's a good looking figure. Yeah. Oh wow. She actually looks. Good. Yeah. Did you say tall? Yeah, how tall? Uh, 6-inch scale, 15.24 centimeters. Was that part of... What's that Build-A-Figure for, then? Um, it looks like an Ultron or something. Hold on. Do you see the uh, Bade Ray Bill? Yes, I have. <laughs> Adam's working Excel real quick. <laughs> well, we got to find out. Infinity yeah, Ultron. Ultron. Yeah. Yeah, Infinity you Ultron. You just have to buy all the Moon Knight and the Miss Marvel. Yeah. And, and the, the Hawk, Hawk Girl. Hawk you got to put. Yeah, you gotta buy all fucking TV movie shit. Alright, so where is Infinity Ultron coming into the damn uh, TV series then? Probably like, not. It's probably, no, it's probably the only... I don't know. It's probably oh, just the, like, oh, here we go. I don't know. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, I'm working, go. I'm working Excel right now. Okay, then we got... Uh, yeah, we're back to, back to one. Um, anyways, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking big bad toy store though. Boom. Dickity bam. Yeah, Has Hasbro uh did some fans dirty. We'll talk about that in a future show. 
it's they, still processing. They discontinued a lot of uh, a lot of Star Wars stuff. Who did? Hasbro. Hasbro. Uh, I think. Nope, they discontinued because I saw uh, Nerdzoic, uh, who's another YouTuber. He does mostly toys. Are we good? So there you go. There's She-Hulk. Really wish you guys could see the eyes. Uh, maybe I'll do a review on it. Yeah. This yeah. is fucking cool. This makes me want to go play. Because I've got the uh, 20th anniversary Incredible Hulk. Yeah, that twenty that twentieth anniversary line. I still I still need that Captain America you've got. I need I really like that Wolverine. Uh that's out right now. That's got the, the red the orange red orange claws. Um, but there's not too much. I might I kinda like that Thor too. I forget which uh which Thor is that uh Isn't that the one that you got? No, it's the the newer one. It's from the newer comics. Could you give me a moment? I have to go to the bathroom. Sorry, buddy. Hi. It's just me and you right now. How's it going, Internet? So let's look up uh, toys real quick. So I'm going to look up the Thor Legends. Uh, And there it is. So, ah, it's a Target exclusive. So I really like this one, Marvel Legends series Thor action figure. Get Ravens. Let's see. Let's get everything that we got going on here. Ooh, the video. That's fun. Oh yeah. I love the glowing hammer, the white eyes. I'm a big fan of white eyes when it comes to it's got to you got to have the white eyes when it comes to comic book stuff. Why won't it show me that? There it goes. Okay. All right. So, Legend series Thor. Thor does the unthinkable when he becomes the newest herald of Galactus, aligning with the great devourer to develop an even greater threat. Okay. Yeah, I'm a fan of this. You get the uh, glowing hammer, actually the electrified hammer, a couple of new fists, and two ravens to go with it. That is cool. I'm not going to have to check that out. So that's the one I was talking about. There you are. I got a question for you then. True. I see you're, I see you're looking at a Thor. Ever since you read that Thor comic, like, have you got a, like a newfound love for Thor? Yes, I do. <laughs> Me too. This one, with, this one comes with ravens. <laughs> it's awesome. Look, it's got, it's got birds. Look at that. I love when you get accessories like that. Yeah, and I love the the Mjolnir here, where it's all uh, electrified and blue. So that's awesome. That's sweet. <clears throat> and then the build a figure. So. 
Well, I don't know the controller. Yeah, I don't know. That's who's more Marvel with... stuff that I don't know about. So, what's that? Who, who's the girl with the green hair? Is that Polaris? Uh, oh. that is Madam Hydra. Oh. So this, uh, so this line is Iron Man, Thor, Blue Marvel, Madam Hydra, Marvel's Speedball, Marvel's Quake, and U.S. Agent. Do you know who uh, is playing Madam Hydra in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? No. Julia Louise Dreyfus. She's in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, so I, I I knew she was in something. I couldn't remember what she was in. So, all right. Uh, let's, hold on. I have to do the I have to do the thing. <laughs> One of the things that I'm reading, Adam, is Chip Zdarsky's public domain. It's over on Image. I think it's. Originally from Substack, so uh, this comic's pretty. It's completely different from anything I've ever read. It's not really superhero related. It's much more uh, a comic based in reality, but dealing with the superhero universe, kind of like from reality. So the main character's father uh, is a comic creator. So he's essentially kind of like a. Stan Lee, but not. Um, and so, the main character who, uh, in the create in the universe, he helped create is public domain, and he's like the Superman, Captain America. You know, he's the best. Everybody loves him, and so they've been basically. Uh, it's essentially the real life Marvel universe that they call it. Uh, uh, domain. So. Um, so it, it really gets into kind of how real-life creators really get screwed over by uh, the big publishers and how they've gotten screwed over for years. Well, yeah, because still, they still do work for hire, and as long as work for hire is legal, yeah, it's bullshit. It, it's, uh, it, it is not it, – it, it's more a commentary on – the relationship creator between uh, creators and publishers and basically how they essentially for decades and decades and still to an extent they still really get screwed over but that's why you have uh, publishers like Image. That's why Image was created. You took, you had at the time the top talent from DC, Marvel, walk away, start their own company because they wanted uh, creative control and basically the rights to their own stuff and that's really what this entails. And it, it's just, it's a, if you want something completely different and, but yet a good story, check out Sip, uh, Chip Zdarsky's Public Domain. I picked up the first issue. The second issue just came out recently as well. So I am definitely giving this a recommend if you want to. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, if you kind of want to know the behind the scenes as to how the, the sausage is made, if you will. I'll tell you right now, if it wasn't for Work for Hire, that Batwoman movie or TV show never would have happened. If, well, Greg, if Greg Rucka was allowed to retain the rights to his character, that show wouldn't have happened. It reminds me a lot of what the... Uh, I know it was Bob Kane and who's the other? Bill Finger. 
Bill Finger. It, it's I think it's based a lot on uh, Chips and Darcy's public domain. It's based a lot kind of that relationship where you have uh, the main, uh, essentially Bob Kane figure, and you still got just the you know the artist who no one really cares, no one really knows who he is, but he's he was the actual driving force behind uh, the the creator, and it's just uh, behind yeah, well, the character, Bob, I should say. Well, Bob Kane created Batman, who was a blonde guy in a domino mask with a hang glider and a red T-shirt. Right. Bill Finger comes up with the cape, the cowl, the symbol. Then Bill Finger creates Bruce Wayne. Then he creates Commissioner Gordon. Then he creates um, Alfred. Essentially the foundation of the modern-day Batman. Yeah, I mean, uh, he didn't. Dick Sprang created the Joker, um, but everybody yeah. knows. But everybody remembers Bob Kane. At the time, now that now it's he's thanks to um, God. There's a, a guy. Well, Neil Adams is part of it. Uh, he's he things Neil Adams did in the past for Siegel and Schuster created Superman. Um, so that's where this started. There's a guy who uh, there's a I don't know his name, but there is a documentary on Netflix um, called, like, My Friend Bill or something like that. Just look up Bill Finger, Batman. But it's really good. It's kind of heartbreaking, but it's really good. And everybody in the industry knew it at the time. Well, that that's, you, you said it right there. It's it's really heartbreaking because, you know, the it's, as much as you want to say, it's corporate greed at its worst. It's the people who actually created you know, did did the hard work of creating the character, developing the character, still drawing the character for decades and decades, and they still don't they don't make nothing compared to what Marvel makes. You know, and I'll I'll, I'll, Marvel, Mar I'll, I'll say Marvel and DC because DC is just as guilty of it. Oh, they're 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 the first offender. Yeah, they are the first offender. I mean, that's why there's a so-called Superman curse. Blah blah blah, but to uh to put a little bit of defense towards bob kane it was, yeah it was a shitty thing he did real shitty thing he did however he was smart enough his dad was a lawyer i think and he was smart enough to do things the right way he retained ownership of batman yeah. that that's unheard of for that time well and then it you know a few decades later that's why george lucas's deal was so I said it turned out to be groundbreaking because no one thought, oh, we'll just give you the merchandising and toy rights. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do with those? And, you know, build an empire. No big deal. When, when you think about the success of Star Wars over all the years, and it's just the success of Batman and Superman and Spider Man over all the years, and you think of people like Stan Lee, can you imagine what it's going to be like for this podcast and like, Three years. I would set you up for that. He <laughs> just starts laughing. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I like, hopefully, oh, hopefully we've got we got more subscribers. <laughs> He's like maybe you know a couple more hundred. I'm joking around about that. I mean, I'm grateful for everyone, but you know, I was going nowhere. It was just a big long joke. I think we just. Well, I mean. It's one of those things where there's a reason we create. Well, we created the show, and 
there's there's a platform like YouTube for uh, people like us where you know you see fans uh, done wrong, and then at the same time uh, you realize that the creators were done wrong for a long time as well. So it's it's more of a current uh, issue with the fans being disrespected to the level that they have, where the creators were dis still disrespected all the time. So it's it's really kind of a, a gross business at, at, you know at the root of it so yeah. but it's also uh and that's really the shame of because you had the uh you know the the really old school guys they just loved writing they loved, loved the art they loved the whole concept of superheroes and you know essentially get taken taken advantage of it's just uh it's really heartbreaking like you said you know dc comics right they, uh, heard, I've heard of them. Yeah. Um, so Julie Schwartz was running it right around the time of the uh, Silver Age began to start. They, all their writers and, and artists and stuff, they, they just wanted a little, little something more like insurance for their families. So what they did was fired all of them and just hired <laughs> new people. And that's how Denny O'Neill and all them came in. And they talk about that. Like, but we needed to eat too, you know. And uh, these guys were just grinding it out. The guys were just grinding it out. Can you imagine that? Just like we do every day, grinding it out for a paycheck. Yep. Well, and that's a. Uh, I know. I know you don't listen to that awesome, but the uh, Clownfish uh, channel, another good channel. Uh, Neon Neon was the guy. He worked at Disney. You know, I think he worked on like uh, the Ducktales or Scrooge McDuck, one of those books where you know he's an artist and. Just one of those, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, he he was doing what he loved, but couldn't make couldn't make it work. You know, they just didn't pay enough. You know, and you think, oh, he's working for Disney, be like, it don't matter, man. Unless unless you, uh, you know, you're top tier talent or top, you know, movie star, they don't care about you. They they just want they just want comic books to keep keep the machine going. That's it. Well, on that happy note. <laughs> <laughs> so uh all right we're gonna start wrapping it up uh so this tuesday april or not april august 23rd uh we have our friends knights of the chihuahua coming over not, they're not coming over but they're joining us on the show uh they have an indie comic by the same name knight of chihuahuas go check that out go show them some love over on instagram and if you like to pick up a comic or two that's the issue right there that adam's holding so uh, if you are in, if you like horror, if you like comedy, you will like Night of the Chihuahuas. So, one other happy. thing, there's yeah, one other ahead. like good storytelling. If you like good yeah. storytelling, it's there. Yeah, it's it's. I think uh, I think Dave's the author. Nate is kind of the the producer. Kind of keeps everything going. I know Nate's coming on. I I forget who said uh, someone else is coming on, but not everybody. I don't think Dave's gonna make it this time. Uh, okay. But we're gonna have some more uh, people from the creative team. And, Great. Yeah, just to sit down, and talk comics. If you really want to get, if if you have any interest in any comics, check this uh, episode out. Uh, we're gonna kind of get into the nuts and bolts of what it really, really takes to get an independent book off the ground, uh, the cost of things. So, uh, if if you go to their website, like, hey, those comics are a little pricey. Trust me. That's as cheap as they can possibly make it because making your own comic books, like 
Marvel and DC, like the comics, the, like the writers and those guys, they don't have to worry about like how much paper costs. These the indie guys, they actually have to care about how much you know paper costs and all the how much ink costs and how much the printers cost. Those are all the things that they have to take into account. Where you know the the big guys over at Marvel and DC, they aren't worrying about that. They're just trying to put the, put together a comic where you know that that's the stuff I find fascinating is what does it really take from soup to nuts? What does it take to get a comic book from someone's brain to your hands? So we're going to talk about that. Plus, we're going to talk about just any comics. We might touch on the acetate gate uh, thing a little bit more just because, uh, you know, that really, that kind of does get into the indie comic scene a little bit too. So, uh, but we got a bunch of stuff that we're going to talk about. It's going to be a good time. We're going to geek out. And uh, that's about it. Adam, anything you want to add, sir? Thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing. Yeah, uh, if you want to interact with us or see what we might be talking about on the show, go check us out on Facebook and Instagram at The Escape with Nick and Adam. If you have not yet subscribed, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It really helps the channel out, helps us grow, help us uh, get out to more folks. Uh, but don't like us just because I said so. If you like us, watch some of our episodes, see what you like, see if you don't like. If you like what we're doing, give us a like and a subscribe. If you don't, leave us a comment. Like the one guy who said my one video was unlistenable. I disagree, but you know, thanks for the feedback. <laughs> yeah, really appreciate it. Appreciate that. So, uh, but if you want to download our show and take us with you, uh, we are on all the major podcast platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audacity. Not Audacity. Uh, Audible and Google Podcasts. Audacity, that's an audio editing program. The Audacity. The Audacity. So, once again, go check us out. We'll see you on Tuesday, and we'll see you next time. Good night, Planet Houston! Good night, America! <laughs>